0: Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast, featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Now, here's Danny and Will. What up, people? june 3rd it is a thursday i didn't say party people i know what up party people are you happy now will middlebrook yes all right.
1: consistency is key yeah in every aspect
0: of life daniel party people what's up there it is okay now we can go now we can go all right we want to give you guys some content now we got a lot of negative news going around major league baseball lately and we're just not negative people like Brooksy and I, we try and stay positive. We want to share the positive news. I don't want to avoid it. Like, there's obviously the Stroman news going around. There were some, whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it racist, non racist, whatever you want to call it. There's those remarks going on. There's I just Marcelo being somebody
1: Z- being a piece of shit. Just yeah. don't be a douchebag, period. Yeah,
0: yeah. agreed. Move. There's the Marcelo Azuna. So, speaking of being a douchebag and being oh a piece of shit, God. there's the Marcel Azuna stuff going on. So, a lot of negative stuff going on. Like, if you're wondering, like, why is Brooksy and Danny not on jumping on a podcast lately? A lot of it's because like I don't want to. Talk we don't about want to talk
1: about this. that stuff.
0: Exactly. Like I want to hype up these players. I want to talk about positive stuff. We
1: also want to give you guys, the listeners, an escape from everyday bullshit and yeah. just talk ball. You know. Yeah. And like, make fun of Danny shirts. <laughs> the, f- what is that? Are you in Honolulu right now?
0: I'm trying to spread good vibes, brother
1: like you're off the set of Seinfeld.
0: You know, I debated buttoning one more button, but then I was like, you know what? It's summertime, I did chest yesterday at the gym, so I unbuttoned one more just for couple you. A couple more
1: years, you'll be able to grow hair on your chest and it'll look even better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we got a Q&A mailbag session for you today, ladies and gentlemen. So our first question on the doc, Ryan Wesner, our day... One, Ryan Wesner, we'll start a, with his question first because that's our boy. By the way, did you ever send Ryan his signed card?
1: I signed. Er- I sent everybody stuff I was supposed to, yes. Good for you. I'm responsible.
0: Ryan Wesner says, Is the zero tolerance policy on foreign substanti- substances a player safety issue? Temps still get cold. It feels reckless and forced to shoehorn, blah, blah, blah.
1: No, it's not about player safety. So the issue here is with the grip and not enforcing what they said they were going to enforce from the beginning of the season. Offense has been terrible. Offense has been boring. That's been the headline all last year, all this year. Offense sucks.
0: Hey, it's been like two weeks since we last saw a no-hitter. We're in a drought. Yeah, I guess. Thank
1: Joe West for that. (laughs) cool but um i think maybe it's a league saying maybe pitching's getting too nasty combined with the approaches at the plate and defensive alignment um, all the analytical stuff i i don't know if they're thinking that deep into it or if joe west backed them into a corner back the umpires into a corner now they have to enforce it because if they don't enforce it now it shows their lack of willingness, lack of desire to want to enforce it, which isn't a secret we knew they didn't want to anyways, uh, but Joe West kind of put them in a bad spot.
0: So it's, it's a performance issue, it's not a safety issue.
1: Right. If it if it was just about gr- a little bit of grip and you're worried about hitting somebody in the in the earlobe, it's like r- rosin and sunscreen is all you need. There's plenty of sticky there. You don't need the who's the guy with the indians last night do you see karen check karen check the nutso dude there's no way he's that crazy by the way that's a stick he's making he's like trying to be the wild thing and he's like schizophrenic out there it's weird it's getting kind of weird
0: but fake energy what they calling it fake energy
1: yeah. yeah i'm not calling it fake spin rate though look at the glob of shit in his glove did you see that he goes to it and he like pretends to be tossing a ball and he's like digs in there (laughs) that looks weird and then uh it's like bro there's a it's like a glob of dark shit in
0: there what's your solution We, we always talk about like what's the issue solution
1: start banging guys for this if you i should i should rephrase that if you if you have clear evidence like we saw last night of the guy's glove and him going to it and using the sticky going to the ball like That's not pine tar and rosy. You don't put it in your glove. You put it on your arm. Number one is a night game. You don't need sunscreen. (laughs) So I never want to get a moon burn, but who knows? He's Karen check. He might actually pull that off. Um, Crack down on those guys. Don't crack down on the guys because they have a spot on their hat. If you go feel their hat, you'll know the difference. If you watch, if you're actually studying these guys, you know that, most pitchers go to their hat over and over and over again. They wear the same hat all year because they're psychopaths and they're they're they they don't want to switch it up. That's why. Look at position players' hats. There's a lot of guys that have marks on their hats too. There's a lot of position players that put pine tar in their glove too. It's not affecting the spin rate of your ball across the diamond doesn't matter because you can't get guys out like that. But I'm telling you, man, if you want to crack down, crack down on the on the guys that are blatantly cheating, not the guys using Rosin. And like the other day, that that was ridiculous, man. The Cardinals, but, but Joe West, yeah. Like that's not that's not the guy you go after. It's Mike not. Schilt,
0: yeah, Mike Schilt said it perfectly.
1: Look into Bauer. Look into check Look into whatever happened with Garrett the- Richards. Like look into all these guys who have a history, and who have publicly said to the media that. If you're not going to crack down on it, I'm going to do it. And then he want to Cy Young. This isn't me calling up Trevor Bauer. He's just an example of someone who put themselves out there. Those are the guys you should be looking into first.
0: What happened to the investigation with Bauer? How come we haven't gotten an update? You remember early on, like first month of the season, maybe it was even first two weeks of the season. There was baseball sent to Major league baseball well, that It wasn't
1: gave. just for Bauer. He was just the poster child in the headlines right.
0: for, for that article. But did that just explode and, and disintegrate into oblivion? Like
1: no I, I, don't, I don't think they the desire to actually do that was there. I think that was a just to make people happy and be like, oh, this is what we're doing when they're not going yeah, waste that. money on they're not going to waste money on that, but now they have to. thanks Joe.
0: To your point, I think you hit it on the nose. And this is going back to Ryan's question. Is it a player safety issue? No, but it's an egregious issue. And this it's not just pine tar. It's not just substances. It's instant replay. Like those two things go hand in hand when we're talking about egregious. We don't want egregious calls. We don't want egregious substances because that leads to an unfair game. I think that's really what it comes down to. And I think that's what basically you were getting to your point. Yeah. egregious that's the word egregious
1: no you're right it, it it's a bad combination right now too i think if approaches at the plate were a little different um there's just a combination of pitcher spin rate being high pitcher velocity being high um with the w- combined with the approaches at the plate and like i said the defensive shifts and all that just it, it, it's killing offense in the game
0: other than the michael Pineda game that you were obviously involved with can you think of any other arms that you played against that was clear not you don't have to call anybody out necessarily but clear Mm. and obvious they were using a lot of pine tar they were always going to their hat they had something in their glove
1: um
0: or would you say the majority of pitchers probably had
1: something this is that's the point i was gonna get to was even tons of guys i played with it wasn't uncommon everybody used something
0: was it policed by the coaching staff at all?
1: No. Why would they? Unless you put a pine tar rag on your neck, you're not probably not going to get caught. At least when I was in the league, now uh, everyone's awareness is much more heightened to it, and you're looking for it on TV now. Um, used to be, you are you just like, wow, that was a nasty curveball. You know, you're not thinking, damn, that was way better than the rest of his pitches. Did he get some gorilla glue in his glove? Like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, yeah, we're just more aware of it now, but most, not all, but a lot of guys I played with. So I had a front row seat to look at guys and watch what they did behind the scenes. And it it wouldn't, there's no way it was just my team. (laughs) So it's every team. And I played on five different teams, five different big league teams. It was all the same. Everyone's trying to get an advantage. And if they're not going to crack down on it, why wouldn't you do it? You'd be an idiot not to.
0: Yeah, it's on Major League Baseball. It's on the umpires. If you're not right. going to police it. It's not?
1: like, okay, this like in the 90s when they told you not to take steroids, but they didn't have a test for it.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: And it, if you did it, it didn't matter. You didn't get in trouble. It's the same shit. I'm yeah. not saying it's like steroids, but it, it gives you an advantage. Yeah. And if they're not going to crack down on it, then do
0: it. Yeah. I don't I, blame you. I can not agree more. Let's move on. Joshua Bryant, at Bones USMC, how hard is it to not be involved in bench clearing or other small team incidents when you're on the injured list? I think I read that correctly.
1: Like if there's a fight on the field. So I think what you're trying to say is, so players, I don't know the exact number It changes, but if there's a bench clearing fight or brawl or just benches clear and teams come on the field, if you are on the I.L., and you leave the dugout and you step onto the field, you get a really hefty fine. Now, if you're just uh, if you're an active player and you come on the field, you don't get a fine unless you throw a punch or or instigating something. But from the league you,
0: or the team, that fine comes. The from league, the league, the, the, league. league. Okay. the
1: league. So they they review all the video of this, and if you're on the IL and you step on the field or any of that, you get fined.
0: Unless you play for the Astros, because they're they don't get any punishments. Yeah, I guess. Great point. <laughs> <laughs> Clay Buckholz fan account. Uh, to no surprise, he has a Clay Buckholz question. Really,
1: you didn't want to know about Lackey? No, I'm joking, Danny.
0: Can we can we get any type of Clay Buckholtz story at all? Oh man. Can I say while you chew on that for a second? Can I say, and this is no offense to Clay, because Clay was a really good pitcher for a lot of years for Boston. He ended up, you know, going to Arizona, he had a good year with Arizona, too. Um, like, he's been a good pitcher for a long time. But, God, I think he's the most boring pitcher I think I've ever seen on TV.
1: He just works slow.
0: I can't watch Clay Buckles. He, he was able
1: to manipulate the baseball more better than any player I ever played with. He was able to make the – bit. he was able to use velocity like mid-90s, but move the ball like he was so into the mid-80s. I don't know how he ever – I don't know how he got hit. Because you watch him throw sometimes when he was on. There were a couple of games in Toronto. I remember him pitching and just nobody touched. There weren't even like foul balls. Like it was really crazy what he could do to a baseball. He would just – sometimes I felt it was kind of like Edwin Diaz, how his stuff was too good where he couldn't throw strikes. And then you get behind any big league hitter, and they know a heater's coming, you you can hit it. Um, but as far as stories go, I mean, he was he was a good dude, man. He was a really good teammate, soup the most laid back, relaxed guy I ever played with. Imagine that, right? It's like pitched. Yeah. Um, he was a really yeah, good guitar knows. player. He taught himself how to play guitar. Uh so him and Jake P V, um, uh, we would always go to what we called a show suite. And so the veterans would have built in their contracts, they get suites when we go on the road in the hotel. So um, one of them every night on the road you go to one of their rooms they'd be just be jamming out playing music all, all hours of the night and uh david ross they, Buckholz actually talked david ross and napoli into like buying guitars and trying to learn how to teach them how to play guitar they're both dog shit but it was okay. it was like it was still fun like team atmosphere everybody's like you got these jake pv like singing and like he like has his own band like he's really good buckles jamming out like locked in on Adderall, he's like not blinking for like thirty hour, like in like thirty minutes straight playing like Sweet Home Alabama or some shit, and um, and then there's like, <laughs> they're like jamming out, and then in the back you hear like random noises coming from like Rossi playing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in the back, <laughs> <laughs> just because he's like learning the the chords and things. it's really funny. They'd be playing it like you just hear it in the clubhouse all the time. There's like random chords or like twinkle, twinkle, little star. Uh, I don't know. Really simple songs like that, but it'd just be really funny.
0: I imagine Lester walking in on that and just shaking his head and walking right back out.
1: That's spot on. Actually.
0: Yeah. All right. That's John Lester right there. Like I'm not f-ing with that. Nope. Yeah. You see, Rossi, you take that shit, you take that guitar and you stick it up your ass. That's John Lester.
1: That's spot on actually. <laughs>
0: Who, who is uh, – like, everybody has their own little cliques within teams. Everybody has their own, like, certain guys that, you know, they room with, they go out to lunch with all the time. Who is your boy on the team? I know you were locker mates with Ortiz.
1: You don't room with anybody in the big leagues, number one. You didn't know. Now well, you know. <laughs> you know what? Um, At the
0: NAI level in college, we have three roommates. Jeez one well, bed <laughs> you get a pull out so the uh freshman gets a pull out bed and then each of the upperclassmen get the two beds but there's three to a room in college Jeez.
1: um in the minor leagues you have roommates even triple have roommates mm-hmm. you have the option to pay for your a room if you want it yourself like if your fiance or wife or girlfriend or whatever you want to call it comes in um you can get, you have the option to get your own room, but you have to pay for it. It's like half price, but, um, my rookie year, Micah Vilas, we were really close. Like Cody Ross, Cody Ross, you know, Cody Ross played for the Giants. So you should know Cody Ross.
0: We need to get Cody on the show. If you're boys with Cody Ross, I'll
1: get Cody on anytime you want.
0: Cody Ross, dude, one of my favorite all-time players. That was, that was when I was really in a, Like fandom for the San Francisco Giants when the Giants yeah he
1: went off in the playoffs for them what was it 2011?
0: 12 wait 10 2010
1: it was 10 even years yeah against the Rangers
0: against Doc Holliday yep
1: yeah um I mean
0: Cody Ross just seems like don't don't I don't want you to ruin it for me but is Cody Ross not the coolest dude in the world
1: no he is. He's super chill. He's, he's fun. His son is like a sick golfer now, too. They live out in Scottsdale. They used to live like two miles from me uh, when I lived out there. Um, those were my guys when I was a rookie. And then I just kind of floated around. I, I didn't get like in clicks, man. I kind of hung out with everybody.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a sign of a good team when, yeah, when you don't have. Sure. But, you know, it, it's understandable to just kind of stick with a couple guys. Like, just like sure. stick with your third base, but you stick with your infielders like, you know, like for mm-hmm. me, like pitchers, like we kind of bullpen arms, we stick with the bullpen arms, you know. Like yeah, you talk
1: about different stuff. Um, it's pitchers. funny
0: personalities, like position-wise, your personalities match your position. Like third basemen so have a certain personality. It's pitchers so have a certain true. personality.
1: Catchers, like, yeah,
0: yeah. The stereotypes are very like. There's exceptions. left
1: pitchers.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like there's a big, big difference. Yeah, no, you're right. Around the Diamond Podcast at Around Pod. What is one way the he said the MLB, and I'm not going to say the MLB because that is the not Major the League correct Baseball. way to say it. It, is, it
1: feels right when you type it out, though.
0: Do not say the MLB. I've had to like,
1: I've had to like delete, delete, delete
0: backspace a few times because
1: I do that sometimes because it just feels right when you're like, when you're typing and you don't put the, it feels incorrect.
0: The NBA, the NFL, no, it is just MLB. What is one way Major League Baseball could advertise better?
1: I mean getting rid of blackout restrictions would be a big help yeah. what a, because what then your theory. fans there's a lot of fans that don't can't watch the game because of rights by certain networks and things like that um I think they're actually starting to do a better job this year I feel like I'm seeing a lot more hype videos a lot more hmm. uh twitter videos based around the faces of the game uh, several, you know, the young players, all these guys that are leading the league in home are Vlad, Vladdy, Acuna. Uh, I mean, we're seeing Soto. It's not just Trout. It's not just Otani. Uh, they're starting to showcase a lot more faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to help. Um, I don't know. What do you got? I need to chew on that a little bit. That's a loaded question.
0: I'll say this. I think Major League Baseball does a really – not great job of advertising their players that said i think they have a really bad reputation it's not all their fault number one i think it's a systemic issue because it's you know nobody cares about the major league baseball draft because we're not going to see adley rushman for three years years. after he's drafted (laughs) it's not major league baseball's fault that we're not going to see adley rushman for three years that's just what baseball is right On, on the other side guy like mike trout it's not his fault that he's not making the playoffs, but he hasn't been in the playoffs. Most eyes, for anyone that watches baseball, or, or for anyone that watches sports, the most eyes on the game is during the postseason. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout hasn't been in the postseason. Not as many people know about Mike Trout. It's not Mike's fault. It's not Major League Baseball's fault. It's the Angels' fault. So I, I think it's as much of a systemic issue. Now there's going to be solutions to everything. It's easy to point out the problems, but. To me, it's as much about the systemic issues and just what it is, what it is.
1: Well, baseball isn't, um, it's not like football plays once a week. Well, I mean, Monday, Thursday, like there's games all week, but the, your team plays once a week. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of build up to that. And you can like say next week, me and the boys are getting together, watching this game. You know, we're doing this at my house. It's once a week baseball gets really monotonous and repetitive and it's the same thing every day. And you can just kind of get tired of it because if you're not in, if you're not playing it or you're not involved in in the media, if you're just an everyday fan, it's going to get boring Mm -hmm. until the postseason, And then there's your deal with Mike Trout. But um, how how do you think they could,
0: I mean, to to your point, they have done a better job. For example, they used to put copyright restrictions on John Boy, Pitching Ninja, some of these other social media stars. Good call. They've relaxed those they limitations. They have
1: because there's the following of those guys and what they're doing. And they're starting to talk about them on on broadcast now too. Yeah. So that's uh, that's
0: good. Is, that That's a step in the right direction.
1: Because those guys do a great job of marketing the players. Because so I have those pitchers. A, go ahead. Go no,
0: ahead. no, you're, you're good. Um, I do have a solution of how we can, cause I talked about how it takes so long before we're going to see like guys like Adley Reschman, Wander Franco. Um, it takes some time, but I think one thing we can do a better job of, maybe not we, I should say major league baseball is have cams on, on these top prospects. So let's say you take your top 50 prospects in major league baseball and you have a camera, whatever game they're playing at, and you have a camera on them at all times. And whatever cool thing they do, what, you could mic them up. You could, yeah, whatever.
1: That's a great idea. But at the same time, we're having people not trouble with people watching our major league players, but we need more.
0: So it, it's the viewership would not be my main concern. It would be more so about trying to get more this, eyes. Just
1: spotlighting people. those yeah. young superstars. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I don't think that would take that much money either.
0: No, you know? I don't either. I don't have a perfect solution. Like I said, I think it's more about the system.
1: I do too. I agree. I think they're doing a much better job. Yeah. I honestly do. And I think, obviously, I think Trevor Bauer calling them out the past couple of years has pushed them a little bit.
0: That brings me to my next point. It's as much on the players to advertise themselves as it is yep. on Major League Baseball.
1: I mean, he, he literally he, has his own media company.
0: It's it's funny. Everybody says Major League Baseball doesn't do a better, or doesn't do a good job advertising their players. It's like, what do you want them to do?
1: Well, it's, it's not like the NBA, like the NBA, each team has like f- like 10 players total on, on their roster. You know, it's, you look at football, there's 52 players. Baseball, there's 40 players on the roster. There's, there's a lot of players. I mean, yeah. You can take just the superstars, but every sport does that. I think MLB does a good job of marketing their superstars. It's everyone else. And then now that is going to have to come down to where I think it does help having pitching into John Boy all these people doing the breakdowns that help it's helped me learn about players. I didn't even know who they were. Yeah. There's pitchers I didn't know who they were. And I'm like, damn, this guy's nasty. Oh, he's pitching tomorrow. I'm going to watch his outing because I saw his pitching ninja overlays, or I saw John boy breaking them down or whoever Um, it got my attention, you know? So like, I think that is like the biggest thing is allowing outside um, input, be on main broadcast and on your main twitter feed and Mm -hmm. tiktoks and all that because it's good content and it drives up uh the marketability of players
0: yeah i couldn't agree more and as you mentioned at the top blackouts be done with blackouts people all right this is going to be our last one at lucky guy 2017 sean daniel asks, what are your thoughts on the extra innings ghost runner how much of an impact might this rule have as we go deeper into the season
1: ghost runner or he means the
0: runner on second base i believe is what he's asking
1: like ghost runner is what i would need if i was playing i could hit and i just can't run um i hated it at first Mm -hmm. just because i i do like baseball just the raw pure form um i don't think anything's wrong with the game but it's grown on me it's grown on me. It forces action. It forces a uh, small ball. It forces a different style of play. It, it forces a different type of strategy. Um, that's exciting for fans because. Inning 10 through say you play a 17 in a game. 10 through 17 are going to be really boring. Why? For two reasons. The position players are exhausted. Number one. Number two. These arms out of bullpens nowadays are nasty. And they're fresh. Because they've just been chilling, so there's not going to be a lot of offense. This forces the hand on offense and it, and and position. I mean, uh, pitchers are more willing to throw balls over the plate too because it's not going to hurt their ERA if they give up a run. You can still get the loss. You can you know you still get a hold whatever, but um, but it's not going to hurt your your ERA, which so I think it, that enables guys to throw more fastballs so over the plate. You're going to see a little more offense, and I do like the small ball.
0: Um, to to jump on that point real quick if i uh, could intervene i i think you made a really good point there because previously with the regular extra innings guys just swung to the fences and 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 hopefully they ran into one and it'd be game over whereas now with a guy in second base maybe the hitter's thinking with two strikes maybe it's like i should probably poke one to the right side to try to get him over there's at least more of an influence to play some small ball and have more strategy as opposed to have this one strategy. I'm just going to swing for the fence and see what happens. You're seeing more thought process going on with this new rule.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's good. and it. I mean, not that it's going to translate over to the other nine innings of the game, but also this is going off on another tangent. I won't say too much about it, but we're seeing teams like the White Sox and Boston and Houston – all have more success offensively than most teams their batting average is higher their rbis are higher their runs per game are higher and then we're trying to figure out why what makes them different well they're hitting with two strikes they're hitting with two outs and they're seeing a huge drop in launch angle by a lot of their guys this is so we talk about cat and mouse pitchers learned how to combat the launch angle swing. And now hitters are starting to cycle back and say, well, if this is how you're going to pitch at the top of the zone, then I'm going to have to shorten up and take my knocks, take my singles, get on top of the ball a little more. Cause I can't lift 98 at top of the zone. I can't. Unless I'm looking in one spot and I just catch it. Perfect. But now I'm, if I'm just dead red on that, I'm very susceptible to breaking pitches. So you're, you're seeing teams, start it's going to take a couple more years but you're seeing teams start to prioritize contact over power and those teams are starting to have more success
0: you know it's interesting and this might lead me into my next point i was watching the cubs padres game on wednesday and david ross your boy uh and they i can't remember who their hitting hitting coaches so forgive me when i'm drawing this blank but their hitting coach
1: uh anthony iaposi
0: thank you Within their hitting packet for their scattering report for the day, he's been placing Kraft, the cheese, the cheese brand, uh, their cheese slices, Kraft singles. He's been placing that logo on their binders because he's <laughs> preaching with Chicago. A Chicago team that's rolling, by the way, after falling to last place in the division, they were at 13... I'm sorry. They were at 12 and 16 on May 2nd. They're now 31... 32 and 23 as we sit here. They
1: just swept the Padres, year. right?
0: And they just swept the Padres. So back to my point, uh, they're hitting philosophies had changed a little bit. They're preaching singles. Singles are okay. Singles are how we don't have to hit for the long ball every single time. We can move some guys over. We can play a little small ball. We can use our own tactics to our advantage here because guys like Chris Bryant don't have to swing for the fences every time. That's not the type of swing path he has.
1: Just to interject, because you reminded me on Chris Bryan. If I don't say it now, I'll forget. He came out and publicly said, this offseason, my goal was to hit the pitch up. He took 150 to 200 swings off a high tee every day this offseason. He's another guy, him, Hosmer. um, Who's the other guy? I can't remember the other guy, but massive, massive drops in, in Launch Angle.
0: Is that Buxton? In,
1: Buxton, yes. That that was the other one. Massive drops, like over ten degrees of drop. Um, that's huge. Um, but and he's a guy who came in the league in 2015. This is when Launch Angle was starting up, and he naturally has that swing. And this is before pitchers knew how to combat it. So they're still trying to pitch at the bottom of the zone. And he's just launching shit out of the stadium because they're pitching right into that loop of that swing. And now guys have figured it out. In the last couple of years, we saw him struggle a little bit. We saw his batting average pitches at the top of the zone, fastballs at the top of the zone was like, had a one at the front of it. And now this year, he leads the league at fastballs up in the zone, and forcing fastballs um and they could be looking to buy that's that's the sign of a great hitter yeah it's to say i am going to put my ego aside i know this is how i've hit my entire life i've hit well in the big leagues i've been an all-star this way in the big leagues i'm going to put that to the side because i want to be a better baseball player and the game has changed and now i have to change along with it that's the best players in baseball not the ones that stick we're seeing javi baez make changes too we're seeing him we're seeing him take off his swing a little bit that's good coaching Anthony Iposi, I had him in in Texas and he is a very good hitting coach he loves the numbers he loves digging in but at the same time he's also a a good talker you can sit down and he's so relaxed you just have a beer with him just talk ball and it's like one of your boys he doesn't feel like a coach he feels like a teammate Mike Napoli also there with David Ross two of my ex-teammates two of these guys who just love to eat and breathe baseball talk it um, and aren't afraid to adapt and change I watched it in front of my own eyes at these guys. Napoli was a big, you know, burly home run hitter in 2013. And there were so many times that I would see him choked up like four inches on the bat just to like get a big knock or move a guy over. And this is a guy who's paid to hit homers, but he understands how winning baseball works. Yeah. And that's – I think that has a lot to do with what's going on in that clubhouse over there. Sorry, I went on a rant.
0: I loved every bit of it. Good. As we wrap up here – we have to uh, call ourselves out. Both you and I were really down. Because I, I I have to call us out before other people do. Both you and I were really uh, sending some negative energy to Chicago. I shouldn't say the White Sox. The Chicago Cubs and mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays now have the best ra- record in Major League Baseball. Chicago Cubs are rolling. So we will admit our mistakes.
1: I do this every year with the Rays everybody every year I'm like a little brother they don't have money their players look at the look at their acquisitions this offseason like there's no way those guys are going to play well
0: they lost Blake Snell and Charlie Moore in their two aces
1: they have the recipe over there man they could pick up Rich Hill he's a year away from picking up his pension like he's he's old and he's he's rolling like 68 mile power curveballs in there that are just filth and he's pitching well um and it's like, I feel like I say this about their offense every year, too. I'm like, there's nothing flashy, but they're scrappy and they just find ways to win. They make really good defensive plays. They make all the routine plays. They just play fundamental baseball. Yeah.
0: They're the best defensive team in the league. When you look at their uh, total errors and you look at their defensive metrics, statistically, they're the best defensive team in the league. Defense, it's super old cliche. But defense wins championships, Now, i a cliche. It's proven true. The best defensive teams this year also have only best records. So
1: I just don't know if they're pitching like who's pitching your big games. I know Glasnow has like
0: Glasnow is is their big time pitcher.
1: I know. So if they're they gotta make a move, they need to go get another arm. Are they gonna be in on Scherzer? Who do they have? They're gonna have to give up Wanda, Wander.
0: They, no they they don't they're not gonna the, the Padres. No, no
1: no 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 i'm not saying they will i'm saying they need to go get an arm because what i'm saying if they if they were to try to go hit, get him they would that's what the asking price would be
0: no chance the the Padres, don't think they would ask the Padres went and got you darvish for a couple slapdick prospects they didn't have to give up anybody for you I darvish know,
1: i i don't know well the the thing is the team's on the other side of that in season at the trade deadline they know how much you need that for that push in, in the postseason. Rich Hill, who's your number two behind glass now?
0: When was the last time Tampa Bay made a big-time midseason acquisition, though?
1: That's because they don't have prospects.
0: They've, they've always had prospects. They, they always got a farm system.
1: Their team is made up of D, people who are DFA'd and guys they pick up off free agencies. Yeah. Fair.
0: How,
1: how often do you see homegrown talent from the Tampa Bay Rays?
0: I'm simply saying I don't see Max Scherzer in a Tampa Bay Rays uniform. Okay, I,
1: I, so I, I wasn't saying I think that's exactly who's going to go. I'm saying I think I, they need okay. to go get another big arm that they can trust in a big playoff game, because you can't just have one pitcher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't. How how much are you going to trust Rich Hill? Is he still going to be healthy by the end of the year? He's older. Like this, just I'm not being negative. I'm just right. being realistic. Um who I mean, who else is their pitcher? Colin McHugh. Like who? Who is? Who is it?
0: Yarbrough. He's
1: been good, but also another arm in the in the in the postseason. You're like, do I want to put a big game on his plate? Like, I don't know, man. I just I think they're a really good regular season team. I just don't think in 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 the postseason you have to have big guns. This is That's a larger. Ha- linger-
0: this is a larger argument that we're going to have to say for another podcast, basically, because it goes back to what I've been saying about Oakland for years now. And that's, and, and people have been saying this for years analytics, th- th- this new way of fielding a roster mm-hmm. is great. You can get through a regular season, you can win division titles, but it has not proven to be championship worthy. We have yet to see a team that invested in platoons and matchups. We
1: saw that beat the Rays last year.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. A great point. Yeah, They beat beat themselves themselves with
1: analytics last year by pulling Snell out of that game.
0: Their rotation right now, according to Fangraphs, is Glasnow, Shane McClanahan, who pitched on Wednesday, Ryan Yarbrough, Mm -hmm. Josh Fleming, and Rich Hill. Feeds into your point.
1: Yeah. So I think they need to go get a big gun, if they can, without cleaning house. The best way to to do it is go get someone who would be a rental because then you don't have to give up as much, like a Scherzer. But he's just—it's not like they don't—they can pay it. I mean, they're well under the the luxury tax. Well, so he's making what? Like he's making thirty-five this year.
0: It'll cost. We talked about this probably about twelve mil for a couple months rental.
1: <sighs>
0: for a couple months yeah. of Max Scherzer, yeah,
1: yeah. That, I mean, that's probably why the Yankees aren't going to try to go get Trevor Story or two because it would put them over the tax threshold.
0: Well, we're creeping towards trade deadline, so Ooh, we will it's have to be interesting. We'll I still think have,
1: Scherzer goes to Oakland.
0: I, I, have been preaching. I've been. Dude, speaking I, I can.
1: I'm. I've had dreams. I see him in those unis,
0: dude. I just,
1: I see his name on the back of that. Dallas Braden would lose his mind. Yeah.
0: But Hey. We'll have plenty of time to talk trade deadline. We'll talk trade candidates. Who's going to move? Who's going to be on the move? Nelson Cruz on a really bad Minnesota Twins team. Maybe oh, he could be on the move. What happened to them? Hey, that's a good question.
1: Bro, I had them as a wild card team.
0: Yeah. It, they had time to turn it around. Not going to give up on them quite. <sighs> no, yet, they but don't. They're running out of time.
1: You know why they're running out of time? You, you're thinking about them turning around. You're thinking, oh, there's four months left in the season. No, 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 no. I there's was a month there's a month left for them before they decide we're right. getting rid of
0: I was never intimidated by Minnesota though let's make things clear mm. they've lost 18 straight postseason games
1: Oh no I'm not I'm not talking about in the postseason I'm just talking about them getting to the postseason
0: Their starting rotation is just not going to get it done you're you're yawning it's late over there on the east coast let's wrap things up as i mentioned we'll, we'll be talking wow. trade deadline more as we approach the trade deadline we'll be talking trade candidates thank you guys for submitting your q and a's follow us on social media twitter instagram tiktok youtube at wake and Ray pod until next time part two. Yeah.